Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. It started off as an innocent prank that erupted in savage violence. I'm gonna kill him! I'm gonna kill him! Look at that, Jake, huh? <laughs> you think she had fun when she filled her car with garbage, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Red. That doesn't do that. What are you gonna do about it? All right, girls. your sister, Brenda. The police are doing everything they can. But she shouldn't have been there in the first place. Charlene, I, I love her so much. What am I going to do if Heather dies? We'll meet you guys at the top. You're not going to hurt her, right, Jake? Isn't that what I said? Brenda, you can't take the whole world on by yourself. You don't know anything. Justice for all, justice for all. You get what you give when you've broken the law. For God's sake, it wasn't my fault. Hey, what is it? Wait a minute, man. I don't like it. Something's weird. What's the matter, boy? Lose your nerve? What a shame. <laughs> We're gonna play a little game, baby. Hey, Red! Red! Oh, yeah. She came loaded for bear. No! No! Oh, my. I missed. And I did so want to see you bleed to death. You pay for your crime. Your judgment will stand. My back's to the wall. Out of my Girls, boy, Brenda. Brenda, baby. <laughs> Linda Blair in savage streets where the only law is an eye for an eye. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Oh! Quite possibly the longest trailer for a movie. I don't think we need to review this thing. No, it's all oh, there in the trailer. <laughs> the, the trailer is like three and a half minutes long. It's the only one I could find. <laughs> As I find it, I'm like, well, I guess we're going to have to use it. Can't find anything else. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic, in case you didn't guess by the intro there. That's right. Um, Episode number... 143. This week we're reviewing the film, the 80s film, the Linda Blair Machine Savage Streets. <laughs> Her... Let me tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't say most. I would say all of her lines. I mean... Very healthy helping of cheese. Holy shit! It's it's well. Let me let me just say right off the bat, uh, yeah. with with all due respect uh, for Linda Blair, who was who uh, found stardom as the uh, child, the possessed child in The Exorcist. Obviously, Didn't she's she get not nominated for an Oscar for that. Maybe, but she's not a good actress. No, no, no. She no, does no. not act well, and and uh, maybe that's why after. You know, getting Oscar noms and being one of the biggest films of all time, she's slumming it in films like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's hard enough to pull off the tough female role when you're a good actress. Yeah. But when you're not, it's, uh, yeah. So. <coughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so uh, sorry. Wow. No button there, sir? Oh. And, he's, he, and he keeps going. He keeps and he's still going. He might be dying, but he's still going. Ah, oh, I couldn't hold that one. Uh, wow. Fucking right allergies. Uh, it's allergies and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never really had that before. Uh, Linda Blair, because, you know, I'm watching this movie, and she's supposed to play a high school student. And she looks not old, but way too fucking old for high school. Yeah, they, they, you you never get people of age playing high school students. There's always some, there's always people in their early twenties or right. And you know. when she was when she did this film, she's twenty five years old. <laughs> now, that's total youngin. I mean, you know, but she looked well beyond her 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 twenty five years in this movie. She just looked like a full fledged, you know, mom of two. Uh, that's just how I saw saw her. You know, mm -hmm. with the with the hair, the double D's going, which you do get to see later in the film. One of the yeah, shining points, in my opinion. They they hold they hold out for that one bathroom bathtub shot. And I bet she got nowhere near the money Halle Berry got. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Ha Halle Berry can actually act too. That's that's <laughs> the thing. Let's see. She was nominated for an Oscar. I can't imagine it wouldn't be for anything but. The Exorcist. Uh, let's see. Yep, Exorcist, best supporting actress. Do, do we want to talk about a bit about the film itself? Sure. Absolutely. <coughs> and uh, Linnea Quigley is in this as well. Yes, she is. This is um, a year before she's dancing topless on tombstones or nude on tombstones in Return of the Living Dead, one of my favorite zombie films of all time. Of all time. Didn't she have implants by that point? Uh, or was well, that later? Compare 
yeah, I would I would say compare that uh, her breast in that film to this film. Yeah, I'm guessing. I like that she didn't go too big. <laughs> oh. I'm not a fan of implants, but I'm glad that she didn't go like Linda Blair size with her, uh-huh. you know, size two frame. And let me tell you, Linnea Quigley, they get her to play the deaf mute sister, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because she was probably the only one even remotely willing to do that kind of nudity. That's possible. You could you could line that up there. Everybody else, all of the friends, you know, that's in the opening of the film now, guaranteed none of them would do it. So they went with a sure thing. They went with Linnea Quigley. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Definitely. And it's like, yeah, 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 honey, um, you don't have to say a word, and we'll pay you. And she's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just just look cute and uh, get naked. Okay. I wonder, I wonder if she even like got paid less because there was no not a speaking part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Well, Savage Streets is the story of uh, now. Does it do they do they establish what city this is in? It's got to be. Pretty... It's got to be California because in the beginning of the film, they're walking uh, across. Yeah, they're on... it Looks like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it, it is. You're right. It's Bur- uh, Burbank. They yeah. filmed in Burbank, so it's pretty much where they filmed it. Yeah, and although so it's, uh... all the thugs have these fucking you know Guido Wop. Hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you a bear, nice sausage. It's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, it's wrong coast. <laughs> well, that's still how they talk, so. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, 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 the film is basically about uh, these, these ne'er-do-well teenagers uh, on the streets of California going to high school and then uh, hijinks at night that turn sour when a group of... Uh, boisterous girls cross the paths of a group of uh, drug dealing and really only one of them's a high school student the others are just uh, lurk, lurking around the high school right and so they they mess with the wrong drug dealing street trash and the, the retaliation turns violent and it's one of those uh, situations where uh, each retaliation is stronger and stronger until we've got rape and murder and and all sorts of fun fun uh, hooliganism thank you good night we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. It's a great, it's a straight up revenge flick slash teen, uh, teen uh, street crime flick. So, oh yeah, you've got the, you know, you've got. I got some the, challenges for you. I got uh-oh. some challenges for you, and I'll go. I have three of them, or four of them actually. I have four. Okay. Um, and I'll give you the one that I'm going to challenge to you, but we've been doing this lately. You can have your pick of the other three if you feel that it would be better for the show. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah, I mean uh, the film opens up with, with again Jesus uh, these Christ. guys. <laughs> Sorry. The film opens. It only up happens when I breathe. <laughs> with Linnea Quigley, uh, uh, yeah, with Linda Blair's gang of uh, teenage girls wandering Burbank, California. She's got her. Deaf mute uh, daughter, uh, sister. Excuse me, you got me going on that. Her mm. deaf mute sister in tow, who she's very protective of, yet is not protective enough to not bring her slumming with her slutty friends on yeah, the streets for of Burbank, California. Party. Y- yeah, uh, <laughs> literally because one of them is uh, knocked up and is about to get married. Uh, and yeah, out of then, high school. 
That's and then we've got uh, the, the, the this uh, well it, it's and it's they've got there's a bit of a parallel I feel to um, and damn I had it in my head, but there's uh, this the gang of guys the uh, there's three drug dealers the main one right. being uh, uh, Johnny no Jake 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 played by Robert Dreyer and uh, he's just fucking evil you know he hasn't. Razor blade hanging from his ear, so you know. And then a couple blade other earrings. <laughs> and then the young Vince, who is kind of like the little fledgling guy that they bring around. That's what I wanted to compare it to. It almost has the same feel as the gang of guys that raped the woman in the original "I Spit on Your Grave." Because right. there's the one, there's the one younger guy. Since that you said it, think, yeah, it's already out of the way. That's <laughs> that's one of your challenges right there. It's not the one I'm challenging you to, but that's one of the films I thought of. Because uh, because it is just like you said, it is exactly that same, and of course, you know this film is that's an older film than this, so it, it wouldn't be surprising if that's it's like kind of an ode or they borrowed from it. Well, ironically, the uh, writer director uh, Danny Steinman, he uh, was offered the chance to to uh, make the sequel, make a sequel to Last House on the Left. Oh, really? But that fell fell through, so he went on to do uh, um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Oh, five. A new That's right. A new beginning. That's a smart which, move. Which, yeah, I think we would have been. <laughs> I think we would have been better off with a sequel to Last House on the Left. How do you do a sequel to it? That's that's the weird part. I'm it's glad the that next to Last House on the Left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but this young Vince is this young guy who uh, you know he's father has a trick curfews and stuff and he has to sneak out and put on his leather jacket and go out and play with the guys right and so and they all abuse he's like the little mascot that they can all abuse and make fun of and force him to do things while he because he wants to be part of the gang uh and as the film progresses and and this is the this is the actor uh johnny Ven- venacour <laughs> who would yeah Ven- venacour venacour what you tell me i'll i'll tell you okay what's the how's it pronounced I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Keep talking. Oh, you're looking it up. Uh, uh, well, Johnny Venecor, this is the guy that plays the um, main Venecor. magician character, Venecor, in uh, The Lord of Illusions. Oh, God, really? Yeah, that's pretty much... The Clive Barker much, film? Yeah, but that's a good a good Clive Barker film. You know, it's not what Nightbreed. It's, it's, yeah, it's certainly not Nightbreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he play, he plays the main magician in Lord of Illusions, and that's pretty much uh, his high point of his career. Uh, uh, and I loved him in that film. He's still doing stuff, him, but yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he's not busy. I'm just saying that that was like his big thing. Uh, you're not going to mm-hmm. see in you know, other mainstream films. You're going to see him in. Definitely and not. the great thing watching him in this is the further the film gets, and the more he has to emote, the crazier and more lampoonish he becomes. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's just it really adds to the like to the unintentional campiness of of the film uh as he starts uh, rebelling against his street thug gangs and tries to you know pro- protest against them doing horrible things to people and so again one of the main reasons i thought of last house no one of the reasons i thought of the hills have i no i spit on your spit grave, on your grave. <laughs> i spit on your grave is that just, just like the, the like Stop the retarded it. character, just like the mentally handicapped. In, in, in the seventies, he was retarded. Just like the retarded character, where they <laughs> forced them to have to rape the girl, uh, the woman. 
in this one, it's the same thing where, where he's the first one up because they want to, you know, make him do it and prove, you know, just fucking with him. Just break him and, in. Right. And, 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 and that, by the way, is probably one of the most brutal rape scenes I've seen in the film. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely harsh. And you, you know what right, it is? You're like, talking a bit and I spit on your grave. What? I'm talking about this film, Savage Streets. That's a harsh rape scene. Well, like, <laughs> I don't want to say it's not. I mean, it's it's bad, but there's Linnea, worse. Linnea, Linnea Quigley is is a very believable victim in this movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there was like I almost felt like they were actually raping her, I, or at least you know, or at least <laughs> or at least in her mind there was a like there was uncertainty as to whether this was going to go real. I mean, just her look on her face sold it to me. She's like. Uh, just, just, just put it in me, boys. Make it as real as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. J- Johnny, not so much, but but her definitely. And he, it's just, it's a brutal part. It's one of the things that almost got them an R, an X rating. Uh, was some some uh, a bit of additional uh, rapage that they trimmed out of it to get the R. Additional rapage. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little excess rapage tra- trimmed off there. Uh, and Linnea uh, Quigley was uh, twenty six when she did this film, so. Yeah, she she actually so, pulled off the high school student more than Linda Blair. I'll give her that. She's the only one I believed was in high school. She she pulled off sixteen or seventeen or whatever she was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, now I, I have to I have to say that that um, as far as the escalation, the first thing that happens is the the guys are in their their convertible tooling around having a good time, and they turn a sharp right. corner and they almost hit uh, Linnea quickly, and everybody's upset. Uh, but they kind of like you kind of like half apologizes and they they you know they, they trash talk back and forth between the girls and the guys and that's it they leave, but then later Linda Blair says hey let's steal their car and fill it with garbage, which I felt was uh, an unnecessary escalation and yeah. it was you went you went from an, like an unintentional mishap to uh, reckless vandalism and I thought right. I, I I was on their side at that point. Now, yeah, I was too. I mean, had they just stole the the convertible and then just left it there unscathed? Little round, yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's it. You're done. <laughs> and that's one part of the film that I feel this film's begging for a modern day remake. I want it. We've been saying that a lot lately. Well, we've been hit, we've hit some and of these this films. Is, this is also another film that we've been saying a lot lately. I feel that it takes itself seriously. It does. I, I don't think it's it's not going for camp or lampoon. It's trying to trying to have a serious message and and working within right. the constraints of the talent and the budget it has. Uh, I mean, the, the, but there's one theme that doesn't really get touched on as much as I feel it should have, and it almost feels like it was almost intentional. Is that it's uh, Linda Blair's character, which is uh, Brenda. It's right. Brenda's fault that everything in this film happens. She's the one that pushes it too far to begin with and says, hey, let's fuck with the guy's car. You know, hey, they're drug dealers and a little unstable. Let's fuck with them some more. Not a good call. According to the principal, her sister should have never been there. Oh, that was the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, can, can we talk? Can we talk about uh, John Vernon for a minute? Because Sure. They, now, I, I, I watched, uh, I, I got the special edition DVD with the audio commentaries. I didn't make it through all the commentaries, but I did listen to some of them. And one thing they said was that originally he was supposed to be like a, like half the film. 
Oh, really? In the, orig- in the original screenplay, he was like in every other scene. He was like a major character. But it, and it's kind of cool that as they got more into the the film and filming it, they they the they felt that they wanted to spend more time with the punk kids and make it really, you know, draw more of their character and give them character arcs. And I, I respect that. I like that. But motherfucker, I wanted to see John. You know, it's it's like you you want John Vernon. Who anybody who's listening who doesn't realize this is the this this is the uh, he's the dean from Animal House. Yeah, it just uh, subtracted, or I should say separated by what, maybe four years? Yeah, five, something like that. Five years, something like that. I think Animal House came out in 78, so maybe six years. And and this could almost be like his his spinoff sequel from Animal House. I had to deal with that goddamn... Uh, yeah, <laughs> take whoop. that goddamn cigarette out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Delta House broke me down, now I'm working in this shitty high school. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great part when the 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 because again the three of the three of this drug dealer gang don't go to high school they just go to the high school and fuck with the kids right. which I guess I guess the police policing schools was much more lax those days and he comes up to them at one point and they they're fucking with him and out of nowhere he just says go fucking iceberg <laughs> go fucking iceberg what I first, and then, <laughs> I, I had to rewind it because I'm like did he say go fuck an iceberg or go fucking iceberg. I'm like, <laughs> and then one of the guys that goes, "What are you, the principal?" He's like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> I mean, what I like is they really like uh, Linda Blair. They gave they gave some. There's there's more bad words in this film than you normally expect from a film right. of this of this time yeah. period. And the when, c when, word when, is thrown when, around like it doesn't. Even oh, there's matter. a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. Linda Blair is called cunt more in this film than she said in uh, in uh, Exorcist. Exorcist. <laughs> and but when but when Vernon's talking with the kids and and they're they're put, they're they're like fuck with you're the deans what do you want us off school that's right get your, <laughs> get your faggot friends out of here before I feed them to the cops it's like whoa <laughs> 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 and then, well you you mentioned the scene where he's ta- and it was in the trailer too where he's t- talking to uh, Brenda and he says yeah yeah I'm sorry about your your sister but she never should have been there in the first place and it stops there because <laughs> the next part of the film is Bre- uh, Belinda Blair says. Fuck you! <laughs> he like looks up at her, and smiles. And he's like, "Yeah, uh, you, you, you. <laughs> what was that? Like, you're you're a tough kid. I like that." Yeah, <laughs> you're a smart girl. <laughs> Real nice body. But it's like, what? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I, and you just wanted to see him like get involved more, like almost like a cross yeah. between uh, um, the principal with Jim Belushi or maybe uh, the substitute. Right, right, uh, right. It's just. You just you just want to see them fuck with him and like just like just something you want to see him do something unexpected because he he does even just in dialogue he does so much unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in just and, a short amount of time too. Yeah, and I think my main problem with uh, I, I've got my main issue with Linda Blair's character is that she doesn't do enough unexpected. She's supposed to she's playing herself as a really tough kid. No, oh, I'm you know I'm tough and I'm hardcore and I'm pushy, you know, but she. And she's, you know, loud with the blonde that's going to give her shit for, for ogling her boyfriend. Did you recognize the boyfriend? I did. That'll come later. Faggabeefy. <laughs> Faggabeefy. Faggabeefy. We will talk about that later. I'm, okay, but I, I'm, I'm watching the film like, I know that motherfucker. Oh, I knew immediately. I, it was oh, no, just like the second he I, was the, the sec- I didn't have to look it up. The second he was on screen, I'm like, Faggabeefy? Faggabeefy? 
I knew immediately who he was. He he was, he, but uh, I had to look it up. I'll admit, but 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 I de- definitely it was the guy I recognized that. You know, as I'm watching uh, the the film because it's on while we're broadcasting. Oh, we really should have. Yeah, we should have really whole. sold this better to our fan base and anyone that we know in our and uh, you know in our close knit friends or anybody. Lots of nudity on this week's show. Tune in, <laughs> and we blew it. It's a shower scene. Uh, it's a fucking right. shower scene. And, and and later there's a, a fight, uh, a wet t-shirt fight in in the shower scene. Yes. And, and again, like they save Linda Blair, no nudity, just teasing like hints of possibility. Uh, all through the shower scene, you don't see any real any real uh, nipple or anything with her. Well, there's a they there's a shower she... one shot. Well, there's a shot where she grabs her shirt in, in such a way that it you almost feel like a tit is going to fly out. Right. She, again, but it, they, it, they cut just at the right moment. You're right. Right moment. Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's a scene later where she, where Linda Blair, she's fighting with this blonde chick because her boyfriend keeps hitting on her. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's another great line: "I, I wouldn't fuck your boyfriend if he had the last dick on earth." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, some good lines in the film. Uh, My favorite line, which we can do now or we can do later. I don't care when oh. we decide to do favorite line. Go ahead. Okay, favorite line. Do you have one? Yeah, go fucking iceberg. Okay. My favorite line? Put that goddamn skeleton back where you got it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I rewound it twice. Put that goddamn skeleton back where you got it. <laughs> that was a great scene, too, because you had this geeky little teacher come in, but he's, like, taking no shit. It's like, sit down. Yeah, you. Put the put the goddamn skeleton back where it is. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> like when I heard when, it, I'm like, this, this is it. Favorite line. I'd have to be blown away, you know, because the iceberg that, part had already come. And I thought, and I love that, and I'm like, I'd have to be blown away from the rest of the film to find a better line. And, for me, and the, the thing with that scene, too, like that, he comes out so tough that when when Linda Blair and the other girl get into a fight again, right. uh, and they're you know they're they're pull you know the cat fighting on the ground, rolling around together, and he runs over to try to stop them. It's like I I almost expected him to lean in, like grab one of them by the hair and pull them up. There was just yeah. like this kind of there was just like this like hard edge line to this little meek mustachey uh, science teacher, where it's like you know what I I, I I'll 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 kill you. <laughs> I was expecting it. <laughs> I was just gonna fucking say that. <laughs> I was gonna use Bunsen burner in there and <laughs> touche, sir. <laughs> but the, the, this, but the thing is, the film keeps like throwing little things like that. Where where it's like, oh, this is you know, there's such a hard edge to this scene, but then it just pulls short. Like it's almost like afraid to go any further. Uh, it, not in every aspect. Again, like with the uh, the rape sequence, it definitely doesn't pull any punches. Right. But like Linda Blair's character, when she this blonde chick's like messing with her and, and saying things in class and trying to get her in trouble, and you just expect her to turn around and like clock her with a chair. You know, and, yeah. and just and just attitude of like you know, don't push me because I'll 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 step it up a notch, and that's exactly what gets her into the trouble with these guys because she meets a guy who's the same way. She really had more in common with uh, Jake. Jake then the film allows us to take on the fact that both of these people are incapable of handling any kind of confrontation without making it uh, physical and without escalating it, trying to, you know, trying to go higher. And it's like a deadly combination of these two. And, and the remake, I really think, would hone in on that 
and point out that yeah, this is all your fault because you can't let go just like this guy. And when and when you two bump sides at the end, uh, you know you're going to take half the town with you. Yeah, and and you know it's funny too. Uh, unless I missed it, don't they know each other? Kind of not, you know, like hang out, I, know each other. But it's like at one one point, I think he calls her by name. I, like, I think, I think the they idea, know of each other at I least. Think it's, I think it's that kind of like high school thing where you know everybody. Like these yeah. guys used to be in high school and now they're out and, and they're still in. And so everybody kind of knows each other. So I, yeah, I got that kind of feeling. Not that there was anything intimate, but just that they were aware of each other. And they knew each other. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, the, the, the guys, the, the four hoodlums that run around terrorizing people, uh, they, these guys, like as actors, they do some freaky shit in the film that, that's just like off the cuff. Two things in mind uh, is now. What's the name of the guy with the with the the bandana? Oh, uh, his name was Fargo. Fargo, uh, who was based. If you asked me if uh, Peter North and Eli Roth had a child, this this is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> my, I couldn't think of a better description. I'm, I'm thinking Peter North, Eli Roth, and I'm like, he looks like both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> You nailed it, sir. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> but like when 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 uh, when they when they're watching the cheerleaders and like the guys are huddling, it's like, oh look at the cheerleaders. Fargo takes the other guy's mouth, hand and puts the other guy's thumb in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's some there's definitely uh, some homo uh, like things going on, well, especially uh, uh, during uh, the rape finish, scene. Wait, wait, finish, finish that word. It's a homoerotic. Homoerotic. That's uh, homo. That sounds bad. <laughs> I guess yeah. it does. No, yeah, during Homo the rape scene where, where Fargo pulls Jake in and kisses him. Yeah, and they both laugh about it. And then later when they're at the nightclub and Jake's fucking with Vince and he like grabs his crotch. I bet they do that go. after they have sex. That's <laughs> you were just joking, huh? When Jake say? and Fargo like after they have sex, they're just like, ah, you were just joking. <laughs> you know. It's like, I didn't yes. mean it, nothing by so it. There, there's this kind of, and the fact that all their violence is being taken out on women, mm-hmm. and yet, and, and there's this constant, like, undertone of, uh, of uh, homosexual oh. desire or suppressed desire, it really adds a layer to these characters that I don't think was 100% intentional, but really adds to it. It's like, yeah, no wonder you're, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's that whole idea of, like, the, the homophobe where, yeah, they're attacking women because they don't understand why they're not attracted to them. Or they're trying to fight. It's, it's like a love hate thing. Yeah. No, I think it's, it, I think it's more intentional than you're thinking, though. I, I'm thinking it's 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 less intentional than it comes across. I, I, I think I, I just hate to give the film that much credit. Well, and and me too. But I really do think when you do things like okay, guys, in this scene you're gonna kiss each other, and they're gonna be like, why the fuck are we gonna do that? But they didn't <laughs> do that. The actor did that. The, the actor improv. <coughs> he did. Yep. That's on the audio commentary. Oh, see, I didn't listen to any of that stuff. I didn't have time. So yeah, so so Fuck. with that knowledge alone, I'm thinking some of this isn't as. All right, scripted. I'm on your side now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Well, you even too, and look at the end. Uh, spoiler, obviously. You know, do I have to even have to fucking say spoiler alert? Isn't it understood if, 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 if the film is made in the fucking '80s or has '80s scream queens in it? 
probably well, we don't have to do a spoiler alert. Well, also, there's two kinds of reviews. There's a kind of review that tells you if a film is good or not, and there's a kind of review that talks about the movie. And we're right. the latter, so we're not. You're not listening to us to think, oh, do I want to watch this film? Let me hear this. No, this is something you listen to after you've already seen the film and you want to hear about it more and talk about it more. Exactly. We give you so, the in depth. Right. So anyway, what I'm getting at is just that whole, that whole that uh, homoerotic subtext that we're talking about at the end when Jake drops off the other guys and is going to go kill Vince. We've discover. Uh, they're, they're whining and say, how come we don't get to watch? Yeah, we want to watch too. Aren't we in this together? It's like, it's like you know, we want to watch you go do Vinny. And it's, there's that undertone of like, we want to watch you you and Vinny. Right. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of that in there. And it just, it, it kind of highlights that hatred of women. And you, you, you could probably even say the same thing about Brenda uh, and her hatred of the guys and how she treats men and it feels towards men too. If you wanted to go that far, you could have this as a clash of, uh, on both ends of homosexual tension, and, and just uh, like like a reverse gender war, so to speak. If you wanted to go that crazy, right. but again, I, obviously, I don't think it, they were going for that, but it's there. You, could, you if you want to oh, read into it, you can find it. Sure, definitely. I mean, now uh, the yeah. guy that plays Jake, uh, what is it, Robert Dreyer? Uh huh. He looks more. I know he's been in a couple of other things that I've seen, but. Excuse me. He looks more familiar than. You have a mute button. You have a mute button. Yeah, but only for you. You got to remember, I have a separate, you know, audio. Feed. Oh, oh. Then, then you need to like, you know, check it down. <laughs> I need water. You should go get water. <laughs> I, I probably should. Go get water. I'll keep talking. I, I can, I can man the fort for a second. All right, I'm gonna go get water, so I don't hurt anybody else. <laughs> Sweet Good Jesus. old Joey. And you can hear Joey leaving the desk and walking away now. And now here's the part where I could say a bunch of stuff where when he listens to the episode later, he might even have no idea if I started trash-talking him now. That would be hilarious. Uh, but, I mean, as I was saying, there, there's a lot of that subtext that really would be uh, could be expanded on more in a, uh, a remake. And I, I really angled towards that. Uh this film does one of the things I hate is uh, unnecessary foreshadowing. I wanted to point this out, uh, so I'll just talk about why Joey's gone. At the opening of the film, uh, while they're walking during the opening credits, while they're walking the you know the Hollywood Boulevard, they're looking in windows, and they they have to stop at one specific shop to look in the windows at, and this is a window the window of a uh, military outlet, uh, you know, survivalist commando store, and they're looking at the different stuff in the window, and of course we have to focus in on the crossbow. Uh, that is available for sale and the fact that we need to foreshadow all this just so she can buy a crossbow later on in the film is completely oh, yeah. unnecessary especially that happens if immediately like yeah. as they're walking out the door in their bachelorette party she's just yeah when you watch that scene you're like yeah that's not going to come up later well if you've seen the movie poster you know it's coming up so why even bother well right exactly i mean the movie poster has got her her climactic uh you know death gear I... if you want to call it that I guess it was so easier for them to do that than to try and explain that she just happened to have it later. But they show her walking out of the store with the bag anyway. Not so for nothing. But they end up in a hardware store in the fucking end of the film. They could have tied it into that. She could have just found it in that store. They show her walking out of the store with a bag. <laughs> They could have shown that shot of the of the like the window. You know what? Just just do this whole that this whole gag. Show the window front 
and show the crossbow for sale and watch show like the, the clerk's hand reach in and take the, the crossbow out and then right. cut to her walking out of the building holding a bag. So, gee, I wonder what she just bought. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense to me than foreshadowing an hour and 15 minutes in the be beforehand that there's a store somewhere that sells stuff that you could kill somebody with. Right. <laughs> and when she in, in, entices both Fargo and Red and she's with the pipe, she's hitting the door and they're like, I'm going to fuck her. I'm going to fuck her. And Red's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to fuck her too. <laughs> it's just like, she, and then <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, man. Something's not right. <laughs> well, no. That's the beginning. Like she, he, the, the the blonde guy says, "Hey, something, something's not right here. This is weird." And then she like unzips it, say, like, "Well, come on, guys, you got me hot and bothered." It's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna fuck her." Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's what he says. We're gonna yeah. fuck her. And, we're gonna it, fuck her. But the thing it really, is, it's like, don't you? She has the arrows on her hip. It's like, isn't that fucking weird? Wasn't that just like? It distills the character. I mean, what you're doing is you're distilling these as you go through. You can call it a character arc, but in in a, in a way, you're you're honing, you're fine tuning these characters, and you're distilling right. them. And uh, it's uh, that old gag from like you know, oh, I didn't mean to kill him, but suddenly I like killing. And then the more like once you've t done that first act of cruelty, once you've done that first rape or murder, like all of a sudden, like it just becomes easier to do the next one. And you see that progression where. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're gonna rape her for uh, stealing my car. And oh, she cut me while I was, you know, beating people up. I'm gonna kill her now. It just it escalates that way, and there, you, it's almost like you're, you're boiling down to their male essence, which is just fuck, kill, fuck, kill. Yep. And the and uh, while Brenda is being boiled down to her essence of just um, escalation and violence, not necessarily Bad. sex, uh, using sex Bad as. <laughs> and bad hair. <laughs> and for her, she ends up using her sex as uh, as a lure, because that's all that's happening is you know it's just that constant dynamic of, of guys lusting after women and then the violence that ensues. So I mean, I I, I, I like the idea. By the end of that, like there's just so mindless. It's like I'm gonna fuck her and then we're gonna kill her. Then we're gonna kill her and we're gonna fuck her. It's just <laughs> there's nothing else on their mind. It, they're just that's it. That's all we have. Come on, to Fargo. Do. Where's the pussy? Come on, Fargo, where's the pussy? <laughs> Did you find the pussy? Oh, there you are. <laughs> He's just like, are you I, taking a nap? What the fuck? I can't. I, I have some some doubt as far as the whole, uh, let me tape record myself laughing and put the tape recorder in the warehouse to yeah. lure them. Yeah. That I was yeah. a bit off on. Yeah, this fucking shitty Sony, <laughs> Sony cassette recorder is not going to carry your voice like that. And what else I liked is now she finds out that these guys are the people that raped her uh, sister. I keep saying daughter because of you, <laughs> raped her sister, <laughs> and uh, and she finds out that her other friend, uh, her pregnant friend who's about to get married, has been killed. Right. Uh, who, for she... whatever reason, I really liked her i thought she was cute as hell i don't know why oh, she, she's 100 she was 100 percent likable that's why that's why she's the one that dies cause she's the only one of that yeah. whole group you're like yeah, well yeah exactly I, I, i'd marry her i'd marry her and, ra and and move out and like raise a farm she's a nice you know yeah she, everything about her was in she was almost like like uh the two purest characters in the film uh brenda her and her sister brenda's well brenda's sister because she's like uh deaf and mute uh well 
Yeah, but she's innocent. That. She's just innocent. She's, she's well be, beyond innocent. She's helpless. She's you know mute, yeah. deaf. She cannot. Re- she she's like the like the fragile little bunny, so mm-hmm. to speak. And then the her other friend is innocent. Is like innocence as far as just yeah. I'm in everything about her. Is, every all her motivations are pure. I'm in love. I want to. I want to. You know, have a life with him. I want to get away from the city. I, I, and, and she's always happy and always constructive. These characters are. There's nothing really negative about these characters, and that's why. Uh, they die, <laughs> or, 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 are, or are fucked with severely, and um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, um, you, well, you were talking about how did, did Jake ended up killing her other friend, and then oh, well, the, how she the finds Vin, out. She, fi- she finds out. She because because um, because Vin Vince kind of is. Gets he fed goes up to apologize. Essentially, he goes to apologize to to his sister, and you know what. I mean, okay. Her sister. Her, yeah, Brenda's sister. Uh, after they sister. kill the friend. Because that, that would right. be gross. You know what I meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> but he uh, he goes to apologize, which p- apologies, as far as rape goes, don't really make it even, but at least he made an effort. So Of course, yeah. Now, and here's where the film diverts from my comparison to uh, I Spit on Your Grave, the original, is that the handicapped guy uh, in the first one she still kills. Yep. She's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? But I know you're. I know you're kind of stupid, and they kind of made you, and you didn't know what you're doing. But you know what? You, you still rape me, so I'm. I'm gonna hang you. <laughs> this so is in this true. one, she. What? No, this is true. How yeah. many times so, did Linda Blair go wide-eyed in this goddamn movie? Oh, but near the end, I Holy just loved shit. it. Holy shit! Well, <clears throat> but uh, now when she, when she stumbles upon Vince confessing, and then later tracks him down to his house. She, you know, she has him on the ground, knife to throat, with the pictures on the Facebook page, and she doesn't kill him though. She lets him go. She shows mercy there. Well, and, in the defense of the film, in that moment, you don't know exactly what she does because he doesn't show up till later. That you find out, okay, because he, you think he, maybe she might have killed him and left him uh, right. for her dad, for his dad to find or whatever. Because the knife's to the throat. He's like, he'll kill me if I tell you. And then she's got a wild, eye, a wide-eyed, and then they cut the scene. So it's like you don't know right. exactly at that ex- moment but, if he's uh, no, gonna you be don't. dead or but not. But later, but you later you see him with a suitcase leaving. Of course, you yeah. town, You're like, oh, so she didn't kill him. So no, she there's didn't. that. That's that kind of thing where she pulls back, uh, and but her pulling back and then going on a like a uh, a killing spree doesn't work for me. I felt that she should have killed Vince. Uh, or I mean, it just seemed right. So, it's it's a hesitancy well, of the character. I I you, see it as a weakness a, a weakness of the progression of the character. The I only thing I can I can say in her defense is that she goes to the door, meets Vince's dad, says, "Oh, no one's allowed here because it's a school night." Well, we're working on a project. He lets her in. If he then finds his son dead. He's gonna know she did it. Yeah, but so by her not killing him and just threatening him, she could go and kill all the other guys. And if you know, and we won't get into anything like if it gets traced back to her, it doesn't. That's just the way the movie works. She can kill the other three, and nothing gets tied to her. That's the she kills Vince. Yeah, it was her. She came to the house. Now my son's dead. I understand the logic, and I but I also don't think that. For someone who's as angry as she is, 
and is is like ready to avenge her sister that that right. kind of logic would play into it i don't know i mean i'm not saying it, it doesn't make sense i'm just saying it doesn't feel right to me that's all right <clears throat> yeah i'm not arguing the logic of it but for me it's it's a it's a flaw in the progression of the character then again maybe i could be wrong maybe that's her last act of uh humanity before she goes on her killing spree could be you can look at it that way you can sure yeah why not now Absolutely. now my my other issue with her character is at the end when she and this all boils down to her versus Jake. At and the end. Uh, yeah. and the, my problem with it is, like I said before, I see these as equal characters uh, that uh, resort to violence and escalation, and so they're natural, naturally going to clash and erupt. But when they do clash, the minute Jake gets the upper hand for even a second, she turns into the the crying, running away girl. Yeah, and she really does. And, yeah, and that's it was. I think okay. at one point they did, you know, because they do a lot of voiceover in films like this where they add po, you know, audio post. At yes, one yes, point yes. when he was strangling her, she's like, "Oh my god, oh god, no!" It's like, wow, that's really weak. You just spent <laughs> like this last part of the third act uh, showing how strong uh, you or the character is. You, know, you don't you, you don't shy away from killing people, and now you're oh god, oh god, oh no, oh no mode. It just, it, it, you're right. It didn't. It felt weird. It didn't yeah, work for me either. If it had happened earlier in the film, or was one of these things where like uh, she she wasn't as 100 percent dedicated to this kind of tough macho persona, and that had happened earlier, and then she overcame that. I could see that. But this right. is like after she's already off a couple of people, and she's ready. To, and when it happens, she's he's hogtied upside down, and she's literally, I'm gonna slit your throat like a pig. So at that point, yeah. to go from that to oh oh I gotta run and hide now because he's coming after me, uh, no no now is when you get back in the car and back over him. What are you doing? Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it, it's so that's that's a part that's a, a weakness in the character that really it turn it turns it back into your typical uh, movie, like your typical horror film. There's uh, you know desperation run away. Oh here I found a way to the win. Instead of the okay, I'm gonna methyl. Meth, uh, it's where it separates from things like Last House on the Left, right. where it, it the whole thing is you know it, it, there's no there's no st stopping until the death killing's done and then you're like, oh, but now I feel empty inside. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have to go <laughs> through that first, and, and like I, I if, if there was a remake, I it would have to end like Rambo, with these two just like <laughs> literally like blowing shit up everywhere around them, like just just. You know, t killing other people in the process because again th they are danger to themselves and others she's the reason her friend and her her friend is dead and her sister was raped uh they should have knocked her up too that would be funny and uh, <laughs> they and so and and she's the reason all these bad things are happening around her as well as the guy's fault because he's perpetrating them so i i you know there should have been like just countless innocent bystanders being hurt by this battle i, I you know that's that's where I want to see it go because neither of them are redeemable characters. No, they're really not. Unlikable. And I think it's, and I think him it's more problem. so, but I'm not yeah. saying unlikable. I'm saying unredeemable. I'm I'm saying that like there's no, <coughs> you know. And I think that's where the film, that's where the weakness comes from at the end is there there need to make Linda Blair the hero, but in some way make her actions uh, redeemable. So at the end, it's it's almost like oh I I I could have killed him. And it's not that she decided not to kill him; is that he got the upper hand. But then her last act against him is an act of self-defense, so you can kind of explain it away. Right. Yeah. And again, that's the shit I don't like in my revenge flicks. I don't want that kind of <laughs> oh, but I have to. It's like no, I want to. There's a difference. 
there's a difference between Last House on the left and the Last House on the left, the remake. There's, you know, oh, we we ha we have to we have to get we have to fight these people because it's our only chance to, for the survival. And yeah, they killed our my daughter. We're gonna kill them. It, <laughs> it ruins it, and I think that's the only I enjoy. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed this film. I liked the film. Uh, I liked like the bad parts. I liked it. Well, yeah. I mean, the bad parts are cheesy, but that's what's the most. That's what's fun about it. Robert Dreyer as Jake is just awesome. Yeah, he's a total dick. He, yeah, he <laughs> he comes off as just like a dick, and by the end of it, says, "Wow, this guy's a monster, a monster, and a dick." Yeah, he's a monster dick. Hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. It wasn't violent enough, too. I mean, in a remake, they could the, the gang should be like the, like the size of the warriors, you know. Oh, she yeah, should be taken sure. out in, in in the remake. Uh, let's let's just get the funding and do it now because we're the only people going to do this right. The gang <laughs> has to be like at least a dozen, or you know maybe a gangsters dozen, maybe right. thirteen, and then she has to like the like go through all of them in the course of one night, like 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 a cross between this and death sentence. That's what we need. Sure, I'd see I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, in Death Sentence, talk about there's there's a film where they lined it out and say, yeah, it's your fault because you escalated it. Your son was dead, and you had to go and seek vengeance, and that just causes chain reaction. So you are a victim, but you're the reason everything else around you is dead too. And it Definitely. doesn't shy from that. And actually, I hate I didn't like that part of the film that much because the, the the female cop was a bit too preachy about it. It's like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's see how many kids you get killed before you go on. You know, you can preach me about that. Shut up. But be, you know, besides that, I mean, that's that's it, it's 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 tough watching this film, and 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 of course we have to get uh, we have to get uh, John Vernon back, and he has to be like a major role in it. Is he still alive? I don't, we'll, we'll bring him back somehow. We'll we'll get. I don't know if he is. <laughs> we'll bring him back somehow. I'll find out. We'll we'll do see. We'll see. Uh, oh, no, he's, he's dead. He died. He's in 2005. so dead. Uh, we'll, we'll see. God, that's too young. We'll CGI him in. That, that, that's easy. They can do that this, these days. I've seen Jesus it done. Jesus Christ, CGI. He, he should have been. I, I was waiting. I was waiting for the twist where he was uh, Brenda's father. That's how much I liked him in this film. Kind of hit on her a little too much to be her dad. Well, I don't know. They should have showed him like drinking as well, <laughs> like like, uh, like having a bit of an edge on. So I'm gonna deal with these fucking punks all day. I gotta <laughs> gonna need to tie one on. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. It's just. The, the film, it's it's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking John. Ver how do you not want it? It, it, it? it would be nice too. It would almost be like it almost it would, re would redeem his character, especially if it was actually uh, the dean from Animal House, because they redeem him where he was the baddie in that one. But now he's like, yeah, now I'm gonna stick up for some kids for a change. Hmm. You know, these are the yeah. They, they they were just like you know doing pranks and stuff, but these kids are fucking killing each other. What the? It's not funny. <laughs> Can't you kids just like soap each other's windows? What the fuck's with the rape? What's with the rape? <laughs> What's with the rape? God What's damn with it! What's with all the rape? I want that line in there. What's with all the rape? Ah, <laughs> uh, have we touched everything we think we need to I, touch? Uh huh. <laughs> Well, like we said, Linda Blair's—they have the one nude scene of hers where she's in the bathtub, uh, in between finding out 
what happened to her sister and tracking down Vince, she takes a nice hot bath and, and mulls it over and then gets dressed for vigilante. I buy that, too. I, I, I can see a woman hitting that point. Where, and this is not a sexist thing, but I can see a woman where part of it's going to be, all right, how am I going to dress for, for vigilanteism? Right. I'm going out, or at least, or at least for a, a, a younger girl or that kind of thing. I, you know, how am I going to accessorize? Because she has earrings on. She took the time to put on earrings to go out and kill people. Yeah. So that's so in the mind. Accessorize. How am I going to dress for my homicidal rampage? And how am I going to accessorize? I love the movie posters for this, too, because the outfit she's wearing at the end, mm-hmm. these movie posters show way more cleavage than she donned any anywhere near what she donned at the end of this film. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The shot where they're zipping up, you know, and their camera's following up, that's as close to the movie posters you got, and it's nowhere near it. You know, you know what, too? I, I I take back my complaint about Vince not being dead. I think she should have teamed up with Vince. Because hmm. <laughs> both them, both the actors had the same thing in common. The more the film uh, progressed and the more intense the actors were supposed to act, the more goofy and over-the-top crazy they acted. Mm-hmm. My favorite part with Vince is when he's walking through the hospital and he's like this the entire way. He's like... He's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like he's gonna take a shit right there in the middle of the hospital floor. Like, what's what's wrong with this guy? That no one stopped this guy. So, are you looking for the psych ward? I, said, I think we have an overdose. Somebody help this guy. And then Linda with the eyes and oh, I don't know, Johnny. I'm all out of arrows. It's like, she, it's like a psychotic reading a nursery rhyme book to kids at bedtime. And let me go to the car and get some more. Don't go anywhere. It's like what it's, the fuck? It's it's like so it it's it's almost like the director thing. It's Linda Blair. No one cares. Just go. Just keep going. Uh, or go. or the director. Uh, yeah, I'm banging her. So yeah. <laughs> it, it just um. Uh, those two, so those two should have been together on the homicidal uh, rampage at the end. Can can you see both of them like mugging? <laughs> oh no, yeah. Like, <laughs> been great. So that's going to be in my version of this. Vince is going to join in. Nice. Fucking awesome. And, uh, um... What? I, I thought I had something to say about that, because I was just thinking homicidal rampage, blah, 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 uh, and I lost it. Uh, I, had, I had some comment there. Hmm. I, I will say one thing, though. I was I'm, The crossbow is kind of interesting, but considering the gender clash here, uh, the fact that Johnny... that. Uh, Jake had a gun and she had the crossbow. The crossbow itself is kind of like a penetration, rapey kind of uh, weapon. Right. And yeah, I, sure. I don't know. And uh, I, while, while the bear traps is more yonic in nature and really kind of gives you that more kind of like a, you know, a vagina dentata. <laughs> but uh, that makes more sense to me as a female part. And I wish I, I wish the film had had a bit more focus on that of a. Uh, the, the, the phallic shaped weaponry versus the uh, the vaginal weaponry. <laughs> vaginal. Vaginal weaponry. That's the name of the that's the name of the episode. <laughs> oh wait wait here's oh wait you know what I'm not using media player so I can't play the audio but the, here's the teacher where he's like put that goddamn skeleton back where you got it. Yeah, he got the, <laughs> the little bow tie and the little mustache and he like, <laughs> slams the doors like all right everybody get down cut down turn off the god turn off the radio turn off the radio. There's like there's there's nothing unique about him. It's like he's already been, he's already been pushed to the limit by these kids. 
put that I, goddamn skeleton back where it belongs. Ten to one. <laughs> ten to one. There's a gun in that briefcase. Yeah, right. <laughs> ten to one. There's a gun in that briefcase and a and bottle probably of, a finger. <laughs> and, and, and a flask with applejack in it. I'm telling you that 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 teacher is not. Every teacher in this film should have been uh, like armed and alcoholic. <laughs> or drunk, you know, some nature of inebriation. It just, it just would have spoke volumes, because uh, the kids aren't doing it right. Because you know, the what? Well, the girl's like, "How about some peach brandies?" Like, wow, really? Do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're gonna pull that out, I do. But yeah, you have any? Uh, what was like? Fucking never mind. What's the name of the other drink? Forget it. Fuck. Uh, Wasn't it mentioned another like? shitty alcohol that's like girls drink that's not real alcohol but then later like Boone's guys are drinking wine? and i swear <laughs> what what boone's farm boone's i was thinking more like the the pucker stuff schnapps schnapps that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say schnapps yeah don't pull the schnapps out on her now this is gonna get hardcore schnapps schnapps whatever now the guys <laughs> shut up later when the guys are at the club and they pull out a flask <laughs> and start drinking i you cannot tell me that's not the same bottle of peach brandy Oh, it is. I guarantee it. <laughs> exact same bottle. <laughs> and again, there's that... I, ho I was hoping it was Tenafly Viper, like the director was just like <laughs> doing something kind of cool. Uh, oh, wait, no. Well, that's I, What the fuck am I talking about? This came out three years before. Yeah, which would have been even funnier. Yeah, it would have been hilarious. But, but again, the fact I that, like, that they're, drinking, they're drinking the same <laughs> liquor, is like, there's like, there's that, again, there's that gender blurring that I liked in the film. and. Uh, yep. Well, even and even in this class, uh, the the two main things he pulls down, he pulls down the 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 the, uh, the medical chart and someone is right. drawing a giant penis on it, and then behind him he slides the chart and there's a giant uh, you know vagina, you know, vagi and then fallopian tubes. Right. So it's all about this clash of sexes, and uh, I, I think that I would have loved to see. I would have liked a little bit more of the imagery or the metaphors. Uh, not that, but it, again, not that it doesn't have enough where. I like this film. I can see. I can see enjoying this film again. I'll keep it in my collection. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely. Yeah, like this scene here where they're fighting in the classroom, and she, and Linda Blair eventually just tears off her her tube top. Right. It, I, it seemed like such a uh, such a typical. It seemed like the kind of thing that the blonde girl would do. Whereas the tough, gritty, take no shit. Brenda, I thought she should have like like bashed her head in with a chair or like just like elbowed her in the face or just did something like really like like wow you know you didn't need to go that far. <laughs> should have been this constant <laughs> state of escalation. I mean, as it is, every time she clashes, with beefy. Every time she clashes with the blonde girl, the blonde girl's the one that escalates it, and that's it. Kind of negates B Brenda's character as being that firebrand. <laughs> uh, how did she end up barefoot? <laughs> Is How she? did that happen? Yeah, she ran out of the room barefoot. I think she has sandals on. I think there's a sandals. <laughs> Maybe. It's California. Probably not. Sandals. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And that, and that leads right in the John Vernon. Yeah. yeah. She shouldn't have been there in the first place. She shouldn't have been there in the first place. But damn, you got a fine body. <laughs> fuck you. Linda Blair saying fuck you. Is like, hey, he doesn't even look up. He smiles like, yeah, 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 I like <laughs> that. Me. You're a feisty fuck one. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> you talked me into it. it. You're suspended, but if you want to come to my office afterwards, <laughs> I'll unsuspend you. <laughs> yeah, I want to see much more of that. Definitely. Sure. Damn it. Damn them for taking John Vernon out of the major plot. <laughs> 
Anyway, so, all right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and rate this. Now the rating it has now on IMDb is six point four. Yeah. Um. I think that's a pretty good score. I think it really. I mean, it's above average, but it's not getting into that seven. A really good film average. You know, I th- I, I kind of feel like anything above seven. Uh, so it's better than this. Si- you want to go a six or a seven? I, I feel like a six. I know I'm definitely feeling six. I think seven is way too high. I, I want to give it a seven because I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it deserves it. It does. And by the way, if you do have a chance to get the special edition two disc DVD of Savage Streets, the audio commentary uh, is hilarious. Who's in the audio commentary? Is that the director uh, and like Linda Blair? It, or? It's it's uh, the one of the producers. I think the director is two audio commentary tracks. One has the producer and two of the actors, Jake and Vince, and then the other one has Jake. Oh, and Jake's in there. Else. Oh man, I gotta yeah, listen Jake's to that. In, Jake's, I think Jake's in both the audio commentaries, and then it's two. Then it's another actor, and then um, not 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 Vernon, obviously, uh, and then obviously. the producers in one, and I think either another producer or the directors in the other one. I forget because I only got through one of them, half of wow. one of them. And you know but, what's interesting? Because uh, I just looked it up now. Savage Streets just came out on Blu-ray a month ago. You're shitting me. It just came out on Blu-ray a month ago. It came out April 26, 2014. Does it have the audio commentary? Um, English Master Audio 2.0, music. It's got the music track. Uh, English DTS 5.1. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's got to have the audio commentary. It's got more. It's got like three different audio tracks. And I, I, how I hard would it up. be to port over the commentary? I mean, come on. Exactly. Sure. And, and we didn't even mention the music. Straight '80s ballads all the oh, way yeah. through. All the way through. It's there's a time for vengeance, <laughs> and your time has arrived. <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for Dream Master. You know, or it's just. <laughs> Going right into Nightmare on Elm Street with that whole shit, but it, yeah, it, it's it. straight '80s ballads. And again, uh, a lot of people on news groups say, "Hey, you know, no soundtrack. We want the soundtrack." This is one of those films that the soundtrack never came out, and it even has now, my, uh, even now, as far as I could find, there was no soundtrack. You know, unless I'm wrong, but I didn't see. I any. wonder if this audio track on this Blu-ray has fixed that. Possible. I have to look at a different. This is on Blu-ray.com, but there's not a lot of info about it. And it says limited to 1,000 copies. It says it's a code red DVD, uh, bigcartel.com exclusive, limited to 1,000 copies. So does that Mm -hmm. mean that there's 1,000 numbered copies? Then uh, there's, you know, mass production? I don't know. I don't know. can't tell me there's only 1,000 copies of this film. That would be stupid. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, um, the and also that that genius idea I had where we have to have uh, we should have anthologies of, of uh, music from all the bands that play in movies. Mm-hmm. This this movie has a band in it playing at the club, and they should be on that album. Yeah. Now That's it says here it's got a brand new five point one surround sound mix mm-hmm. from the original three strip mag, isolated music only track movie trailer does not say anything about audio commentary yeah um see then yeah maybe well that's might be copyrighted so that would just be for that whoever did that that's ridiculous 
I agree. Yeah, so definitely get your hands on the two disc set. The second disc has a bunch of uh, interviews. I know Linnea Quigley is one of the interviews. I think Linda Blair is one of the interviews too. Oh, really? Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched any of those, but the audio commentaries alone, I feel, are worth the DVD set, which you can probably get uh, cheap, cheap right now. I'm gonna, oh yeah, I would say. I'm going to check that out re- re- real quick while we're talking about it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to rate that 6.0. Probably that's you know, as much as I like the film, it's all it deserves. <laughs> and. Uh, only has 1,600 votes on IMDb. Highest uh, percentage of votes is 19.9% for six. So we're right on the money there. Highest demographic is uh, females aged 45 and older at 7.1. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, lowest demographic, <coughs> lowest yeah. demographic is males 85, 45 or older uh, at 6.0. Wow. So that's uh, everything's like right around six for this one. Only, uh, only, only one point eight percent giving it one star, but only fifteen point six percent giving it ten stars. So it's got more lovers than haters. Neato. And that All rating right. is in. And I'm gonna look up the if, see how much it costs, like on the street right now. While you're when you while you mentioned the. Uh, All right. The, now, uh, movie challenge. Movie challenges. Now, the um. And again, you want to tell you want to tell me the runners up first, and then the main one. Oh or? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Now, you know the, the most common, most notable. I spit on your grave. It's the first thing that came to mind when I when I watched this, specifically because of Vince. Like exactly as you mentioned before, he's weak. They force him to do it. You know, and he's not as dumb as the guy from I Spit on Your Grave, but he's up there. So oh. that is one challenge. Okay, before you get to the next one, I'm going to butt in. Uh, yeah. Just doing a search on like regular sites where people sell used DVDs. They don't have it on Half.com right now available. However, on IMDb, there are auctions uh, for the for the DVD set, which came out in 2008. Uh, and right now, the auctions are going between $13 and uh, $80. 80 so, uh, that's, someone, that's a pipe dream for 80 Exactly, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, most of the auctions seem to be around the thirteen to fifteen dollar range, so you can probably get this with shipping for around twenty bucks. And uh, if you're a fan of eighties uh, exploitation uh, vengeance flicks, then I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Uh, then moving on, uh, when she has him uh, tied up to the car, and she starts pulling on him, you know. Uh huh. And he gets uh, he gets all tied up upside down and whatnot. When uh-huh. I first saw it, the first thing that came to mind was the hitcher, because I was thinking, "Oh man, is this how he's going to go? Is she going to, you know, split him in half?" You know. Okay. But it didn't uh-huh. go that way. But I was like, "Ah, the hitcher might be like a good challenge," but mm-hmm. I like the film too much. This is well, the original, not the remake, not the one with. Fucking... Well, if you did that, we'd have to do the remake. That's what. That's that's. Uh... Well, well, that that's where I was going with. I spit on your grave as well. We could do that oh, okay. and the remake, and then the hitcher and the hitcher remake. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't want to go there. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here's the scene with him in the hospital. <laughs> You're doing good. Keep going. Yeah, but no, look, look more intense. More intense. Like He grabbed every part of that door that he could have. <laughs> He's just like... Like, what are you doing? And he starts talking to her when he knows goddamn well she's deaf. 
Yeah, he, he sometimes the way he acts, you almost wonder if if they told him that he's a little slow, like the character. Right. You know, just just a little slow. Just well, like at the end when when um when Jake when he's or this was Jake, the first day of shooting and they hadn't decided if she was deaf yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know what? I forgot about that. She's deaf, so all that apologizing isn't helping. I, I don't know why that slipped my mind. <laughs> that makes it that makes the scene all that much more funny. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the scene the the, the scene where uh, Jake is gonna kill the girl and and Vince like, no, don't do it, don't do it, and he does it. And when Vince is like, instead of like, you know. Screw you guys! I'm, you know, I'm done with this shit. Instead, he just starts screaming over and over. I hate you! I hate you! I hate you! And he's running away with his arms flapping. I hate you! It's like, wow, this guy's like the me- he, his mental emotional level right here is around ten. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I, I re- as the film progresses, you, you really wonder if if they're telling him, yeah, your character's a little slow. We're not going to say anything about it, but you need to act that way. Right. Again, one of the reasons why I like this film more than I should. Especially right now, she's beating him up and he's not doing anything, he's just taking it. And it's like, yeah, that's what my dad does. <laughs> I just take it. I, I, I also saw that as part of the, uh, and you see that often in like, films too, like, like, like this, where that's the, um, that's the welcome retribution. They want to be punished. Right. And so there's, there's like, yeah, this is, what, this is what I deserve, you know, give it to me. Uh, which, it, it, there's a lot to this film I like. I, I Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's right All on right. the street. <laughs> All right, so the other film that I'm thinking of is... Uh, is the main yeah. one? Well, no. I, this is another runner-up. Okay. And I I went back and forth between these two films a lot. And the Midnight Madness is one of them. <laughs> okay. And it's like, you know, Fago Beefy. And I'm like, when am I going to get another opportunity to challenge Scott to Midnight Madness? Just because this guy just happens to be in the movie. But it's not, I'm not going to challenge it to you because it, it can come up another time. And I like Midnight Madness too. And it's a comedy. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's. Oh, there's the bathtub scene. You hear me? All right, Linda. Uh, lift, up, lift up your leg because. Uh, uh, oh, I still. Oh, you're, you're totally shaven. Okay, we got to lift that leg up. <laughs> and just like stand as still as possible. It's a 15 second zoom in and no one's going to be looking at your face. Guarantee it. And at this point it's like, "Oh, man." <laughs> and this is this is one of the movie posters right there. And that's it. <laughs> uh so Any, anyway. Anyway. So Midnight Madness, I was thinking maybe another time. But the film that I'm challenging you to, it's also a revenge film. So that's the uh, that's the theme, that's the tie-in, uh-huh. and uh, it's also an '80s movie. It actually okay. came out, I believe, two or three years before this one. It, uh-huh. It's all in the same time period because these films got pretty popular around the same time. And um, I'm going to see if I can try and get you to guess it. But here, okay, I'll just tell you who's in it. Robert Ginty is in it. I don't know if that name even sounds familiar. It does not sound familiar to me. Okay. His friend gets accosted, gets thrown in the hospital, and he takes revenge on the people that did it. Back up again, what was that? She... Rob- Robert Ginty, his friend, yeah. gets like the living shit beat out of him. 
he and he's like practically he's like in a coma you know and he takes he goes and gets revenge on all the guys that beat up his friend Hmm, bit vague. I uh, don't know. Any any other tip? Any other uh, hints? The movie poster famously shows a guy in a welding mask and a flamethrower. Oh, you're talking about the executioner. No, well, close. The, the uh, exterminator. The, sorry. There you go. Exterminator. So that's that's my movie challenge to you. The exterminator, oh, that's, that's, starring Robert Ginty. Yeah. Okay. I didn't recognize the name, but yeah, that's that's straight up uh, vigilante flick there. That's during Come the on, whole, man. Whole... Come on, man. He's just a nigger. That nigger was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, when that, I was a that... kid, when I was a kid, there was another film that came out a few years later called The Ex... Um, the Ex... No. Shit. The Ex... No. Was it... Um, was it The Exterminators? The one with the guy with the... The... He was half man, half man, half robot, and he had like the uh, the tank tracks. That was the exterminators with the ninja. No, that wasn't. Ex- I don't think it was exterminators. I'll double check. What the fuck was that called? Had uh, what's her uh, Helen Hunt in it? No, it's not the exterminators. It was the and and this is where I'm. This is why I'm bringing it up. As a kid, I could never figure out the name of the movie, and I'd go in. And I'd be like, it's the X, the XX. And I'm a little kid asking for this. And the guy's like, I think this isn't the movie you want. And my father would rent it. We'd take it home. It was the Exterminator every fucking time. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you doing? I and, don't uh, know. I'm out of water. <laughs> we actually showed that at one of, the, uh, one of our bad movie bad days. Bad movie too. days, yeah. This is going to be a great episode. Listen to Joey cough the whole episode. The hell is it called? I'm finding it. I, I don't know. But yeah, so the the exterminator. The exterminator. That's your challenge. Which I'm pretty sure I have a copy of it, so I should be good. I have an HD copy. Oh nice. ho ho! Then oh, I ho. then then I'll have to see if I have an HD copy. Well, if you don't, I can give it to you. Yeah, and this that came out uh, 1980, and that was around the the whole, hey, everyone loves Death Wish. Let's all make Death Wish films. So that that rash of vigilante films, including the film Vigilante. Yeah. Or <laughs> the just just put yeah yeah don't even try. Yeah, exactly. Interest oh, interesting. Shit, what the hell is the name of this movie? Helen Hunt was in this movie, but you know what? I think she no, had it taken it off of her Helen IMDb. Hunt. It, it was, was Helen Hunt. Hunt. It, was it was Helen Hunt. It was the chick from Star Trek. Oh fuck, you're right. Yeah, I know. And she was right. in she was in Pet Cemetery too. Yeah. That's how you'll find it. Why why did I think it was Helen Hunt? I don't know, because you're For the silly. longest time I thought it was Helen Hunt. The longest she time. She was also you were in wrong. uh she was also in Miracle Mile. Denise Crosby? Denise Crosby. Yeah, so the film you're talking about, I want to find it first. No, you're not. You're, you're not. Yes, I am. The Eliminators. Elimi- eliminators. Eliminators. <laughs> and this is my problem. This is my problem. Every time we'd go to the video store, I'd be like, you have the the, the, the X, uh, XXX? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's The Exterminators. He's like, no, it's not The Exterminator. It's the wrong movie. Now, here, 
Her character's name is Nora Hunter. Maybe that's where you got Helen Hunt from. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. And we we Let's never see. reviewed the Eliminators, did we? Never reviewed it. We just did it for a bad movie day. Right. The man they push too far. The exterminator. <laughs> there is a bevy of movies you can challenge me to from that. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. I might even just challenge you, you to have, a bevy. You, you have the entire Ameri you know, American Ninja series. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know if yeah. I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready for that, let alone you. What is that? Michael Dudikoff? Michael Dudikoff is Dudikoff. American Ninja. <clears throat> American Dudikoff. American Dudikoff. Dude. So I, I think I think we're going to wrap up the show now. Uh, I uh, think that's a great idea. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in for our uh, little, little look over, uh, look at our little... Uh, Review, preview, X view of uh, we're coming to get you. <laughs> what a fuck! Savage Streets, nineteen eighty four, with Linda Blair and Linnea Quigley, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> Starring Peter North and Eli Roth's terrible <laughs> Spawn, <laughs> <laughs> and that guy that kind of looks like that guy from the Warriors. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. It looks like the guy, the the druggy guy from uh, Bachelor Party. Um, I, I would say red. That red looks like that guy. Jake kind of. Oh, red. okay. Talking about red. Yeah, he kind of does look like him. Which I believe, I think that guy that was trying to kill himself in that film is Tom Hanks' brother. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know about that. I want to say that's Tom Hanks' brother, but. I want to say I read that somewhere. Be like, We're, okay. Yes, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Episode 142 for Movie Sucktastic. Go to our iTunes page. Download our shows. Leave reviews. Go to our website at www.moviesucktastic.com. Watch the shows there live. We have the, uh, the live stream app. You can listen to the shows uh, or you can download them. You can also go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com you can leave us voicemail at 514 no I'm sorry 908-514-4470 you can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com you can do a search for us in your favorite favorite search engine just do a search for moviesucktastic you'll find everything that way alright everybody any words of wisdom? yeah go fucking iceberg Put that goddamn skeleton back where it belongs. <laughs> Alright, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. She shouldn't Bye -bye. have been there anyway. She, she, yeah, she had it coming. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> What's with all the rape? What's with all the rape? What's with you kids and rape today, huh? It's too much.